Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 251 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story, outdoor dining has turned out to be a great way to mitigate virus risk. But winter's here, forcing restaurant owners to improvise with heat lamps and walled enclosures. So at what point does an outdoor space start to become just a room with all the same infection risk? But first, here's what happened in virus news today. Pfizer and BioNTech are requesting emergency authorization of their COVID vaccine today. It could take at least three weeks for the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to make its decision. Studies show the vaccine is 95% effective and doesn't have any major safety issues. It could be the first vaccine cleared for use, and the first doses could be administered as early as December. But first, FDA staff and outside advisors must thoroughly vet the trial data provided by the company. In the U.S., the virus is still raging unchecked. Almost 12% of all hospital beds in U.S. hospitals were occupied by COVID-19 patients on November 17th. That's the most since April 12th, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Finally, in Europe, there are some signs that lockdown measures are beginning to curb the virus spread. France's prime minister said curfew and lockdown measures to keep the pandemic in check are producing effects, and that if things stay on this track, small stores could reopen in early December. In England, the infection rate continues to rise, but the pace of increase has leveled off in recent weeks. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. And now for today's main story. Restaurants across the country have been building and using outdoor dining spaces since the summer. But as winter approaches, 
many establishments are converting them into sheds or tents to help keep customers warm. As reporter Kristen V. Brown reports, these new structures can sometimes feel more indoors than outdoors. We wondered how safe they really are for patrons. It's a chilly 48 degrees on a Monday evening in Park Slope, Brooklyn. And the local restaurant Miriam is mostly empty. Several little individual dining rooms sit just outside the front of the restaurant. They share a tin roof and are separated by plastic panels. Owner Rafael Hasit says they're like capsules. They may be outdoors, but they're enclosed, forming their own private space. So people will basically sit kind of indoor, but just by their own table. So we'll close everything around them and we'll put heaters. Rafael says Miriam debuted its new winter dining area just a few days ago. And, he says, it seems to be working. Sure enough, even at 5 p.m. on a cold evening, several of its tables fill up. People love it. People love it. They, you know, it's, it's pretty. It's comfortable. It's, you know, you don't feel the wind. Uh, so it's nice to see. And people are very happy about it. Structures like this have been popping up all over the country, including New York City. Some establishments have taken the capsule approach, like Miriam, where each table is enclosed in its own structure. Others have built giant shared outdoor dining rooms. Some of these spaces present the same risks as indoor dining. For example, entirely enclosed structures could block airflow and allow particles containing the virus to linger. Lindsay Marr is an engineer who studies airborne transmission at Virginia Tech. She says the safety of many of these spaces is somewhere between indoor and outdoor dining. If the air is fairly stagnant, it's not windy conditions, then things certainly kind of be trapped a bit by the three walls and the roof of that tent. The best way to think about it is imagine that everyone is smoking a mini cigarette and You know, if it's windy and there's good airflow through there, then that smoke will be kind of removed quickly and it won't build up. Lindsay says there are ways for restaurants to balance keeping their customers warm as well as safe. A roof, two walls, and continuing to follow the other protocols, like making sure tables are spaced apart and people are wearing masks when they're not eating. But she says she would be unlikely to eat in one of these tents. Yeah, if nobody else were there or if there were very, very few other people there, just my, my household, I, would, I wouldn't do it with people outside my household. Clearly, though, others aren't quite as discouraged. At Bonnie's Grill on Fifth Avenue, Leo and Montrell have just finished up their meals. They declined to share their last names. Here's Leo. This is my, my only fourth foray since March, being eating even outdoors. Bonnie's setup has three walls enclosed with tables spaced six feet or so apart. Leo says that so far, he's only eaten outside. They both say measures like spacing out tables and good ventilation made them a lot more comfortable. But Montrell says he would eat indoors or out. Well, I've done, I've done both in, over the past few months. Um, because I work in a hospital and taking care of the COVID is stressful. So, uh... Like, it's this Mexican restaurant in Williamsburg I've eaten inside, and it's 
nice, but they have to keep both ends of the doors open, so you might as well just eat outside because the cold wind and stuff are coming in. But I think as it gets colder, they need to open more capacity for indoor dining. At Wild, another Fifth Avenue restaurant, Oni is having a date night out with his wife. They're sitting in a fairly enclosed dining tent near the entrance. They were the only ones there. We decided to eat outside simply because there was only another couple here at the time. And now we're the only couple here at the time. And you're right next to a heat lamp. Yeah, yeah. That's a great comfort right there. That's a great thing right there. Oni says anytime he wants to eat out, he assesses each restaurant's setup carefully. They were seated right next to the entrance of the dining tent. And he says that was on purpose. Well, my thing is this. I, I like it that this area right here is open and I feel a lot more comfortable. If this were enclosed and it was like maybe a flap to come in or just a small enclosure to come in, I don't know if I'd feel that comfortable about it. Rafael, the restaurant owner, says he decided to build individual outdoor dining rooms because it seemed like the best balance of comfort and safety for his customers. He just doesn't think New Yorkers will keep eating outside all winter long. His spaces will not only block out the wind, but also feature heating. And for those who perhaps didn't dress warmly enough, he even offers a blanket on the menu for $4. We're still going to leave, you know, like this whole opening uh, open for air to come in and out. It's definitely not 100% uh, enclosed. You know, it's wood and plastic. We uh, sanitize and we, you know, we do all the uh, necessary things to for the surface of things. And... I believe it's safe, uh, really safe. Raphael also says he didn't want to rely too heavily on business from indoor dining. In New York, it's allowed for now, but the city's case rate is climbing. And that might mean another shutdown. We are lucky to be so established and proactive about everything. So I, I have a really good feeling that we survive, but I can see how, you know, I don't know the percentage, but I really believe that after this winter, it will be a, you know, a very sad picture of seeing so much restaurant that didn't make it. Even if it's a bit chilly, dining outdoors is just simply the safer option. But a blanket on the menu? Not a bad idea. That was Kristen V. Brown with additional reporting from Emma Court. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gospure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Kristen V. Brown and Emma Court. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Rick Shine and Francesca Levy. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Come on. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.